Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Happy Friday to everybody out there listening to the Good Neighbor News Talk 830 WCCO. Clearly, Jason DeRussia is out. I'm Henry Lake. I am in for Jason this evening. Happy to have you uh, listening to the show this evening alongside Charlie Weiss, uh, who is in for Dan Cook. Uh, how do I follow up the uh, the Chad Hartman show or AKA the the Pornhub show? I mean, what was going on with Chad? Here? I think he was he hit the line there. I, my goodness! If Chad. we go over that line, we're we're off the air. For what, what, what was man? Oh my goodness, Chad! I'm following up the the sex talk. I, I talked about the topic last night, so I'm just having a little bit fun with Chad. But uh, happy to have you guys for the next three hours. Uh, plenty of things that we will get into over the course of the three hours, as always. And I wanted to start with. A topic that, well, quite frankly, I'm a little bit torn on. And we talk about having opinions and strong opinions um, with various different shows. I know that Chad is passionate about a lot of different things. I am the same way. And when I came across this topic that we get into, um, I just it, it's, it's, it has me feeling a little bit like, I'm not really sure if this is something that I fully support, but I get it. And what it has to do with is the banning of ski mask, okay? And it originates in Philadelphia. Now, let me give you a little bit of background here. The Philadelphia City Council, um, they're poised to ban the wearing of ski masks in certain public places uh, this week, a move that police say could help them solve more crimes and stop more pedestrians they suspect of being involved in criminal activity. The bill allows the city to fine people $250 for wearing ski masks in parks, schools, and on public transit. Now, there are carve-outs for religious expression and, quote, First Amendment activities like protesting. The ACLU says that this could violate free expression rights and be misused by officers stopping and frisking pedestrians, which is a controversial but legal law enforcement tactic that's been embraced by the mayor-elect Sherelle Parker. Now, this specific bill has been authored by council member Anthony Phillips. He said during a hearing on the bill earlier this month, that several recent shootings were committed by people in ski masks. He cited the September 2022 shooting at Roxborough High School during a football scrimmage when a 14-year-old was fatally gunned down. Several of the shooters were seen on surveillance footage the same day, but their faces were shielded and obscured by the ski mask. So I'd love to hear what people think about the banning of the ski mask. Is this a bad idea? Should folks be scared off that we'll get into a situation where um, people will be um, the whole stop and frisk of pedestrians? Your reaction on the city's one 
text line, 651-461-9226, because my opinion on this is when I look at it, I understand how we got here, okay? A couple things. We are coming out of a pandemic, okay? And because I'd never worn a mask, a medical mask or N95. I'd never done any of that. We've seen it before in terms of like people over in other countries and stuff like that, whatever, China, whatever. But I'd never done that, okay? Do I still at certain times wear like an N95 mask? Yeah. When I go travel on an airplane, I will put a mask on, okay? Um, but in terms of a ski mask, which is different, and to me, that's the difference here. We're not talking about a medical mask. We're talking about a ski mask. I do think that as society, when you look around and we've talked about the increase in crime and criminal activity, that as controversial as this may be, there's a part of me that totally understands it, Charlie. And look, I do get the ACLU and their concerns, but let me put it this way. If somebody's going to a school to pick up a child, I don't think they should have a ski mask on, right? You, you can't go into a bank and get money with a ski mask on, right? So, like, I think that they're already, to me, at least in my opinion, a lot of places where you're not, you're not supposed to, to, to have this type of stuff. And, and to be clear, they say that with regards to this, that um, that it would involve this wearing a ski mask in parks, schools, and on public transit. Yeah, you know, and I, I agree with almost everything you said. Yeah, common sense should dictate a lot of this, right? Nobody in their right minds is saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to wear a ski mask to go pick up my kids and look all, all creepy and everything. I think the question for me comes down to whose decision is it? Um, I, I know there are businesses near me that have signs on their door that have said, you know, we don't allow people with ski masks in. And the business can do that, right? The business has that right to deny service over, uh, you know, many different areas. And so should it be a case-by-case basis or should we just be saying, screw it, like Philadelphia seems to be, and, you know, blanket banning uh, on, on a lot of these different areas. Now, schools are an interesting one because you kind of do have to blanket ban on a school. Mm-hmm. But when you're going from business to business in different, you know, areas – I don't know if I want necessarily a, a big blanket rule covering all of these places. All right, let, let's let's hear from you guys out there. 651-461-9226. Cause I'd love to get some reaction because I do think that this is something that people are will be talking about more. And I know that this involves Philadelphia, but let's just be honest. I think that there are other cities that will probably look at this and they will follow and see how this plays out with regards to Philadelphia um, starting off. We'll take a break. Get to your phone calls if you'd like to weigh in. Your reaction on the text line at 651-461-9226. That is the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Henry Lake in for Jason DeRussia. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. 
to drive time with Derusha Henry Lake in for Jason Derusha. 651-461-9226. Where do you stand on the uh, the banning of ski mask in Philadelphia? And we'll see how this all shakes out with uh, whether this passes or does not. Uh, but I am interested in, in hearing from you. And we do have a few people that have uh, hit the text line up here at 651-461-9226. Uh, this one, it says, ban ski mask, no question. If police have to stop more people randomly, so be it. If you're stopped and you cooperate with the police, you shouldn't have any concerns. Well, I don't agree with that, though. Like, it's, 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 it's easy to text that and say that. It's not that simple because there are people, and, and I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush all police, but there are people out there that will take advantage of this to, to and go the other way. And because because we sit here and we say, well, well, you you got no you got no issue, you got no problem. You know, it doesn't always work out like that when we're talking about interactions with law enforcement. We've already tried this. I mean, we've seen exactly stop and frisk in New York was a complete and utter failure. Yes, we've already seen what happened. So saying that you're just not paying attention. That that's not how it works. Yeah, even it's if not it should, cut and dry like that. Yeah. Even if it should work that way, it's not how in reality it works. I mean, and, and, I mean, we can't sit here and act as though there aren't people every single day in this country that just are living their lives and they're not doing anything to other uh, other individuals and they end up being picked up by law enforcement. Like that. that I mean, that does happen. I'm, I'm now, and like I said before, I'm not painting law enforcement with a broad brush here. And I'm not saying that that's 100% of the deal or 80% or even half the time. But I, I think that that's a stretch that we'll just cooperate with police and, and you'll have no issues here. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Uh, this one from the, uh, from the text line, skiers don't wear those masks, so let's start calling it what they're meant for, a criminal mask. <laughs> okay. I own a ski mask for skiing. <laughs> I, I've, I've skied in a ski mask. I don't know. When's the last time this guy was skiing? Well, you know, it's it's. I, I do think that this is interesting, and I do think that it, it's going to be interesting to see if there are other cities that hop on board with looking at this. Like, I'll be honest with you. Do you think that if somebody that's that's actually that wants to participate in criminal activity, that they're concerned about the two hundred fifty dollar fine? But let's just hold, let's just be honest here. I don't think that they are. I don't think that that's a deterrent at all. So. I mean, what are we really doing here? I mean, you're trying to discourage the the criminals, but I'm not sure that that $250 fine is necessarily going to be a, deter- a deterrent to that person that just they just don't care. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to pay it anyway, right? That's that's kind of the the thought process. If they're already committing a crime, they're not going to pay $250 even if they get caught. I guess you'd be in the system and all of these things, but probably already in the system if you're if you're considering doing some of these things. And and the ACLU does say that this could violate free expression rights. And I totally I see that point. Yeah, I, I think then that gets into the other realm of surveillance and freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. And should shouldn't we be able to disguise and not show who we are in public? Should we at all times be mandated to to show who we are a la you know Chinese surveillance uh and cameras everywhere? So there's another mixture in there of even if you're not committing a crime, even if it's not cold out, shouldn't I still be able to wear whatever the heck I want to wear? Yeah. Now, now if you say, well, Lake, you're a little bit torn on all this and you see kind of like the both sides of it, where would you lean? I would lean towards um, not voting for this or not passing it. That's where I stand. Text line hit me up. 
Uh, this one, the 612, Philando Castillo, he complied. I mean, clearly, we, we understand that that was a very unfortunate, tragic situation, and the uh, the law enforcement officer in that particular case, uh, case rather, um, should not have done what he did to Philando Castillo. Um, but this is this is Philadelphia, man. This isn't this isn't just just some small like town here. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I think that this is a big deal. So I do wonder if if it actually is going to go through, and if any other places around the country will look at this, and if it does, they'll say that we're going to hop on board as well. But now, when I think of places to to wear this from an from an acceptable standpoint, like we just we understand it, we get it. We live in Minnesota, right? We live in Minnesota. And, well, according to most people, it gets super cold here. Are you somebody that's ever worn a ski mask for temperature purposes? I have not personally. Have you? I, I have not. Well, I mean, I guess I've worn it while skiing because it's, it's more of a wind thing to me than anything else. Um, well, it, the wind can, yeah. can get, it can get tough here. It's a wind thing. Uh, so I haven't just walking around outside. I've worn it on a ski hill before. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the only place. Would, would you – so let me throw up a, just a hypothetical. If – because we work in downtown Minneapolis. Downtown Minneapolis, later in the evening. Um, it's cold but not um, like below zero or anything. You're walking down the street. Not that many people walking down the street. Somebody's got a ski mask on. Would that make you feel uncomfortable? I'd notice them. Would it make you feel uncomfortable though? Uh not just if they're just wearing a ski mask, nothing else about them is, is particularly noticeable. No, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable. All right, and, and this is the reason why I asked that question is because what a lot of this will come down to for a lot of people when they look at how this, is, how this plays out in Philadelphia is um, stereotyping and looking at the people for who they are and trying to decipher in your mind whether you think that they're up to no good or not, right? Because that's how this whole thing evolves with this conversation, Charlie, is that it evolves from not just the ski mask itself. It, then it be, becomes a situation where you look at the individual and you start to, in your mind, think about who this person is. And that that becomes a problem. I think a lot, a lot, a lot of people do that already, Henry. I think that the majority, no question, the majority of people are always looking around, saying, "Well, I don't trust that guy if there, for if no the, particular reason." If there, if there is, if there is a thirty-year-old woman walking down the street that looks fit or in shape, it's super cold. They got a ski mask on; you can't see their face. Is the first thing in your mind? Are you good? like you're not running across? Charlie yeah. Weiss is not running across the street. Yeah. You're not doing that. Right, you're, you're just I, oh, somebody's cold. <laughs> yeah, all right. Exactly. You're, you're a little chilly. That's fine. It's, it's cold out. But maybe if it's if it's me, yeah. and I'm walking down the street, and you're like, oh my gosh, look at this guy with his Uggs on. This black guy. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, it just. I think the Uggs would throw me a little off guard. I'll say that. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't profile me. Oh, not man. with the Uggs. Uh, this from the uh, from the text line. I'm all for what Philadelphia is doing. Anything that hides a face, except for medical reasons, should be adopted by all. Say no, no. What, what about what about People um, like for the religious exceptions. Mm-hmm. Are we? Do we factor that in? I, I guess I would ask the texters. I think all people, including myself, look at somebody wearing a mask with at least a little bit of suspicion. Um, I, I don't feel like I do. In a large part, 
uh, because the news we see on TV always seems to show um, criminals wearing masks, TV shows in general, that a lot, as well as most movies with criminals. And I don't agree with that assessment. Well, isn't, even if it was, isn't that your problem? Isn't that the, oh, I saw all of the movies that I see, yeah, the I bad guys a in a mask? Yeah, so I think what? That's, I think that's a stretch. Man, who cares? Yeah, I think that that's a stretch. Not reality. Yeah. All right, 651-461-9226. All right, uh, we're going to take a break, take a look at the local weather with meteorologist Paul Douglas. But I do have another, I guess, a controversial story that I want to get into. I have to lay it out because some teachers, uh, well, I guess this, this is the question. Did some teachers and their administrators do the right thing in calling in sick to work because of an issue that they had with the district that they work for. I say yes, and I will lay out the situation. We'll do that next year. It's Drop Time with DeRussia. All right, back with you here. Drop Time with DeRussia. Henry Lake in for Jason. Charlie Weiss in for Dan Cook. Appreciate you listening. I do have another story here that I wanted to get into that I just, I flat out, I look at and I think about the world of education, and just kind of the world around us as it stands in 2023. One of the things that we should always be vigilant about is safety, right? I don't care where you work, but specifically within schools, okay? We should always be cognizant of keeping teachers, students, staff, everybody safe. I think that we all agree on that, right? Like when you send your kids to school, You expect them to go to school, come back home safe and sound, and that they've learned something, right? And we've seen way too many unfortunate uh, school shootings and incidents at school. So school safety is a big deal. Well, there was a story that I wanted to bring up. It was reported by KTLA in uh, Los Angeles about a situation that involved some teachers and staff at a school that basically – they protested, okay, or, or they, they called in sick. There was a dispute over a student, apparently, that prompted teachers at Emerson Elementary School in Compton to call out sick in support of their principal on Tuesday. The Compton Unified School District officials confirmed the principal and teachers all call, called out sick but said they did not know why. Now, That's what they said. There are other people that have reported differently, and they spoke to KTLK reporter Mary Beth McDade. That a boy pointed a BB gun at their young cousin two months ago. The boy brought the BB gun to school, and another pointed it at her cousin's head. Quote, this is from the the woman that's talking to the television station. He was playing with the little girl or something, and another boy walked up behind him and put it up to his head. Both middle-aged school uh, boys, according to KTLA, were disciplined, but one returned to campus on Monday. Quote, the teacher doesn't want him here. The principal doesn't want him here, she said. Parents said that when the boy returned with his mother on Monday, the mother berated the principal, apparently what happened yesterday, according to a man who spoke to the, to the television station, there was an altercation between the parent of a kid and the principal, and the principal then quit. A person answering phones at the school Tuesday said administrators and substitutes 
were called in to take care of the students, but many children were picked up by parents after hearing about the situation. I'm all for the staff here. I'm all for this principal saying enough. Enough. It, it, it is not okay. First off, who is the parent to come in and berate a principal about your child coming back to the school after they, after they pointed a BB gun at somebody's head? And, and, and listen, as somebody that spent 16 years in education and dealt with situations similar to this and having to deal with irate parents, I know this all too well. So I know what it's like to have people get in your face and be upset because their child who was in the wrong, they're defending them and the foolishness that they've been a part of. So I totally, I, I've, I've been there, done that. I think that the the administration here and the teachers had every right, and I support them in, in walking out and and, and making a, and, and taking a stand because when we talk about safety, let's mean it with our children. I think that that child should be removed from that school, and I think that that's where the administrator is trying to get to. Where do you guys lie with this? 651-461-9226. I'm in full support of the principal. I'm in full support of the teachers. Teachers, look, if there's anything, okay, because we talk about safety and caring about our children, right? If there's anything that we should be doing post-pandemic, we should have a greater appreciation for teachers and schools. There are many parents that didn't want to deal with their own kids during COVID. Getting getting homeschooled or having the Zoom stuff. Like we should have a greater appreciation for people having to deal with your with your with your kids. This is not okay. I think that that child, okay, and this is a teachable moment. This is a lesson you learn from. I don't think that they should have returned to that school. I, I'm dead serious, Charlie. Yeah. I don't think that they. Putting a gun to somebody's head, and, and I don't care if it's a BB gun, that's not okay. It is not okay. And I think that if there are any teachers or students within that school that are uncomfortable, they, we should acknowledge that. Yeah, and, and again, where does it come from? It's that lack of parents wanting to deal with their own stuff. It's lack of parents wanting to deal with their own issues. That, that, that's the thing that really struck out more than anything than the walking out thing. The walking out made total sense, all of that. The parent coming in and berating the principal over this. Um, the I don't. What did the parent think was supposed to happen? Yeah. Is you your kid brought a BB gun to school. First off, just bringing the BB gun to school, that's enough for the punishment. Nothing else needs to happen. To up that, to pointing it at someone's head. Yes. What on earth do you think people are supposed to do about this? You, Let, are are the teachers supposed to be the parents here? It's uh, no. So yeah, go ahead. Listen, I'm gonna tell you this, Charlie, because I've dealt with this before a lot of times. I've talked to irate parents in years past about kids' behavior and what they've done, and some of the stuff is just I would never even want to really get into the specifics of it, you know, on the airway. But it's something that is no. Not only do I think that you should be suspended for it or be sent out of school for days or weeks or whatever. I, I think it deserves expulsion, but it doesn't matter to a lot of parents. A lot of parents, they just don't want to hear that. They, I think that for us to be better, we talk about all the time, right, that, that, that you know, law enforcement, they should be held accountable. Politicians, they should be held accountable. Like, 
We should all hold ourselves accountable and our kids accountable. This is a prime example of that for the principal to have to be in a position to where they say enough and they have to call out sick. I don't understand how the district is not supporting their administration in that way. And quite frankly, at times I have gotten frustrated with districts that have caved to parents that try to bully them because there are parents that try to bully districts and they will try whatever the tactic is about my kid have has a learning disability or I th- there's a laundry list of things that parents will say or try to do. I'm just kind of old school. It's like, you know, be on your best behavior, you know, and, and I get it. Like, like, you know, we, we got kids that, that are just kids that go to school on a day-to-day, and then we have special needs kids, and then we have kids with, you know, um, with, uh, you know, uh, certain plans, you know, per the district. But like the text line says from the 952, 100%, Henry, this world has gone crazy. I just don't understand that. I will never understand uh, a parent that has a child that's clearly in the wrong, not being accepting to try, because to me, all that does is set your set your child up for failure moving forward. If you're that concerned about your child's behavior, the behavior at the school, what they're learning, don't send them to the school, homeschool. If you're this concerned about all of these things, if you think that they are getting thrown under the bus consistently, everything is a lie. They're you know a, a jewel of a child. Homeschool. Then then don't don't force these people to have to deal with the crap that you have produced. That may be a little strong. <laughs> kids can learn. I, kids can learn. Kids can grow. And that's a great benefit of school in the first place. I think if you're going to homeschool them, that's probably going to be a detriment in my mind a lot of the time. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. Were you ever disciplined in school? Oh, yeah. Oh, Ever ever suspended? Uh, in school suspensions. In school? Oh, yeah. so you, you landed in, in school suspension? Charlie Weiss. I had a I had a rough seventh grade, Henry. I had mm. a, a teacher who we, I butted heads with. I can see you're kind of a yeah. smart aleck. Oh yeah, <laughs> but hey, it was her fault. All right, it was her fault the whole time. Did your parents defend you? No, no. So your 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 parents were like, no, 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 Charlie, get your act together. I mean, I you know, it wasn't severe, severe. Like I it was never like I never. It was just yeah, talking back or something like that. So I, I never did anything that brought it to the level of like my parents were concerned. So, yeah, it was – they were like, stop doing that. Just stop talking back. I got you. All right, 651-461-9226 if you'd like to weigh in on this topic. I think that totally the the administrators and the staff, they should have been supportive. And the the bottom line is I think that in today's society with so much going on, um, especially when we're talking about safety in schools, I I just – I quite frankly, I don't care that it was a BB gun. And it now the one thing that it doesn't say in this specific story, um, it doesn't get to the specific ages of the students, but it does say middle school. Mm-hmm. Middle school, you know better. Yep. Like you're just one step away from high school, and you know and pay attention enough probably to the world by the time that you're in seventh and eighth grade. I guess you could technically say sixth grade because some people say middle school is sixth through eighth. Mm-hmm. When I came up, middle school was grade seven and eighth, but you know better. At that particular point. And, and I think that what this does is, to me, in this in this specific instance, Charlie, is, and this is me trying to put myself in the, 
in the um in the frame of mind of being the administrator. You know what that tells me about that kid if I'm that principal or if I'm a teacher in that school that this young person totally identifies with gun culture and they think it's acceptable to bring that to school. And I think that in that moment, everybody should feel a little bit concerned and scared in that school. If if they were able to, if, if that is where their head is at, because you're not, that's not, has nothing to do with learning, bringing anything that symbolizes gun culture to school. In schools now, you can be suspended if you draw a gun on paper, let alone bring something that that is perceived as a weapon, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, that could simply – if you're a young person and you draw out a gun, you're going to get questioned. You're going to get asked about that from your teacher, by administrators, whatever. Like, what is the intention? What are you trying – because people are, like, kind of scared about that. So and, – and I totally get that. I, I totally see where we're going with that. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. Uh, your reaction, your phone calls, your text. We'll do that next year on Drive Time with Russia. I know that I'm biased. Spent some time in education, child of an, a longtime educator who was a principal, superintendent. I believe in education, supporting students and staff. But part of that is supporting staff, too, and allowing teachers and staff to do their jobs and feel safe. Uh, I totally uh, feel like the district, uh, specifically in Compton, California, has let this school down in their administration and their staff. 651-461-9226. Let's take a phone call from Ann, who wants to win. How you doing, Ann? Hi, doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for your phone call. Good, sure. See, I've been an elementary teacher for over 20 years, and there has just been such a steady decline in parent involvement and parent understanding of what the education process is. Mm -hmm. But the biggest problem we're seeing right now is Parents and the kids know there's no consequence. Yep. They're going they're going to be able to do what they're going to do, and there's nothing we can do about it. Yep. No, I, 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 I get you, Ann. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. And Ann brings up a great point. As somebody that she says she's been um, an elementary teacher for, for 20 years, and I applaud you for, 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 for doing that, Ann. Because teachers don't get paid enough for what they do. They invest in young people, not just in terms of their time, but their emotions. Like there's an emotional investment that you put into a human being to try to help them be better in life and learn. And I don't think that the compensation for, for teachers is adequate, but that's for another, another day. But she's 100% right, is that we are living in times where there's a lot less um, involvement with the parents from this standpoint, I give you a perfect example. So, Charlie, I'll tell you this. Do you know how many times that we would have parent-teacher conferences and a parent wouldn't show up for a child? There'll be, there'll be no parent showing up, but the moment their child gets suspended, the moment that their child does something wrong – Oh, they're booking it up to the school because they want to have it out with the administration. Like, what do you – so wait, hold on. Which one is it? Are you invested totally 
or you just upset when your child is called out or admonished for doing something that's wrong. Like that's unacceptable. Well, it's because it's a punishment on them. That's that's what it is, right? It, so I don't have to do anything up until it's a punishment on me because my kid has to be home now for a couple of days because he did something wrong. So now it's your issue because it's affecting me. Other than that, I don't I don't care. I just don't want the kid in my house. Yes, I don't want him in the house during the day. And and with and with the text line, and I agree with this too. And this is part of it as well. Uh, from the six five one, they say they also invest a lot of their own money. Look, I can't tell you how many teachers I have been around in schools. I know personally. I invested money all the time into things for children. Me taking money out of my check to try to get kids into camps, utilize the network and resources that I have to get kids into summer activities and activities during the school. Not every district, not every um, um, uh, school is going to have the resources and have the opportunities to do uh, and be a part of things with nonprofits. So, like, for instance, in Minneapolis, the Lopet Foundation, which is great because kids learn about skiing. It's funny. We were talking about ski masks earlier, right, about skiing and outdoor activities and all that stuff. That's not everywhere. That's not all across Minnesota. That's not in every single state. What about those 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 districts that don't have those type of resources or foundations or nonprofits around them? So, yeah, it takes a lot. To invest in all. And look, the best thing I feel you can do is invest in young people. I really do. Because if we invest in them and they end up being the people that we want them to be in terms of, you know, positive and productive, then we're all better off. I mean, just from how that sounds, you're like, yeah, of course we should invest in young people. But every single study that's been done on putting money into education, putting money specifically into different uh, activities for children, different camps, all of these things – it always comes back like sixfold. It, uh, the the investment and the money made off of that. If you're so, uh, you know, I don't actually care about the kids. Well, then care about the money. Care about the, our society. Care about the streets around us because it is that that is how you go forward. Is you invest in children. You invest in keeping them safe, healthy, uh, in schools, whatever that school may be, uh, and and keep that going. So it, yeah, that's it, and when we say invest in children. We're not talking about just your own personal investment in your kid. No. We're talking about everybody's child, right? Because that's what it's about. It's it's not just about you and your own specific situation because let's just be honest. When we do that and we across the board, and, and I'm not living in some utopia and expect everything that's going to be perfect and, and there's going to be no crime in the United States or there's, gonna, no, there's not going to be any crime in Minnesota. But at the end of the day, I want everybody to have – um, a better opportunity at life and being in a better place than not. Yeah, that's what it means when they say it takes a village. Yes. It means our, it means our tax dollars going to certain things that maybe aren't going great to us, right, to our children, but they're going to the community's children, which then helps us in the long run, all of us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I have a lot of confusion for people that are against uh, spending on children. And, and, and real quick, you know, it's funny when you talk about uh, uh, teachers. Have you come across any of your old school teachers in, in, in recent memory? Because I did, literally, a week and a half ago. My old Spanish teacher, I bumped into her at the Lunds Byerly's in, at Ridgedale, and we had this long-winded conversation. And there were a couple of women that were walking through, and they heard my voice. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're, you're on you know, WCCO, yeah. which was, I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. And, oh, and my sure. teacher was so proud of me. And that, that, that made my year. 
It always does, doesn't it? It does. Somebody being proud of you for doing whatever. Yeah. Somebody you look up to. Hey, the first sports topic of the uh, of the day has to do with the college football playoffs and something that some people would like to do that I feel is unacceptable. We get to that next year. Henry Lake in for Jason DeRussia. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 